Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Family, family, welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pool. I am your host, the number one, Mr. Quick. 
Without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the follow-through. Me personally, I don't talk much. Truly, I don't encourage people to say too much to me either. In my opinion, the more person talk, the more person has to live up to. For example, every man claims to be a gentleman. Now it's time for you to live up and perform a gentlemanly act. All eyes will be on you to see if you can live up to the talk. Every word from your mouth is a, a contract. Can you follow through? Well, let's talk about it. Good evening. Good evening. Let's talk about this follow through. Yeah, let's talk about it. Start it up. You have conversations. You have people who who talk, who don't realize that the words that you see, the agreements are actually commitments. Maybe something else talking about their, their Like, for instance, being a gentleman. I hate to interrupt. Now, you get too far away. Now you have to live up to being that gentleman that you claim to be. What do you feel about that? Do you think it's. <laughs> People talk a good talk, but don't walk a good walk, or let's talk about that part first. Yeah, I think that's that people do that all the time. I mean, is it, you know, it's like saying, um, having a big bark and a small bite. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk sounds good, but truth be told, when, when the pedal hits the metal, what you gonna do? I mean, not even I know you use being a gentleman in your example, but it's not even about being a gentleman. It's about everything, you know. Um, say it's about people who always claim to give to charities. Oh, I do this, I do that, I give, I volunteer, I do stuff for this, that and the third. You know, like it's it's easy to talk that game when you're involved in conversations, but truth be told, if you're talking to people who don't see you on a regular basis and who don't really know you, you know, you just kind of um, try to make yourself shine. I agree with that. I agree 100%. You know, um, I would say, you know, a lot of people don't walk how they talk. And that's um, almost in every aspect, you know, uh, as far as, you know, uh, Christianity or or things of that nature. You know what I mean? Yeah, excuse me for one moment.
sorry about that. Got my kids. No kids. Trying to lay down. Can you repeat that? Hello? 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 From the streets to the pulpit is sponsored in part by Q's Traditional Cuts. Setting new standards to old traditions. Visit the talented professionals at Q's Traditional Cuts. That's www.qstraditionalcuts.com. Hello? Well, it seems as though, can you hear me? Now I can. Okay, well, it seems like we had a little bit of technical difficulties. I don't know what exactly happened, but I do apologize. So to start over, we were talking about when uh, essentially you write checks. Now it's time to to cash them, with your hind parts, if you will. You know, you talk a good game, but now it's time to to, to, to play. You, you follow me? So I used the, the analogy or the example earlier of being a gentleman. You know, you, you talk about being a gentleman. Now it's time to actually perform as a gentleman. Can you live up to it? Is that a rhetorical question? It's rhetorical. Just just follow up with it. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've never been a person for much talking myself. I mean, especially when it comes to, you know, what I do and how I move. I mean, I am who I am. So I, for me... In my perspective, people are going to judge you from what you say, what you do, you know, regardless. So, I mean, I I just never have been the one to open myself for, for, for scrutiny um, when it comes to, 
stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to brag on myself and, oh, I do this, that, and the third, and nah, um, because truthfully, I, I don't have anybody to impress. You know, I, I live a life that's, that's pleasing to God, but other than that, you know, ain't no need for me walking around bragging to anybody about who I am or what I do. Is you see me, then okay, you know. If you see me volunteering, then then you know I, I volunteer. You see me, you know, sharing food, then you know I'm a giver. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just don't understand um, why bragging or being boastful. I don't understand how that's useful to people. Well, I don't know. I think we live in a time where, you know, we got to talk a good game. It's got to, it's got to sound good. You don't got to live up to it. You know, just like on social media, you know, got to talk about it. And it's even with the music industry. You know what I mean? Everybody gangster and everybody's this and everybody's that. But when the rubber meets the road, where are you at? You know what I mean? Like you're showing off or putting on for people who is not really relevant, if you will. You know what I mean? Because in my opinion, God is what is what matters. For me, God is all that matters. Everybody else and, and their opinions don't. Well, I agree. We just got to maintain our focus. You know, following through, we it's about, for me, it's, it's the long game. It's not just right now, but it's the commitment that you make to yourself, to God, because, you know, we talk about it, God is listening, and now it's time to put it into action. And it's one of those things where you be careful what you ask for, because now you have all these opportunities to be the gentleman or the gangster that you're claiming to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, you know, um, when I think of following through, it do what you say you're going to do. Um, meaning, if you, you know, if you say you are going to go and, and wash the car today, then, then go and wash the car today. Don't sit and look for an excuse to get out of it. Don't, I mean, if it rains, then okay, you know, you, that's out of your control. But for everything that you can control, don't pull that in front of your your job or your goal to get the car washed. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was talking about my son, talking to my son this evening, and I'm telling him, like, you know, you make these commitments. You you gotta follow through. And even in saying that to him, it put me on notice. 
because one, I am the example that he sees. So for me to tell him to do such, he's going to watch to make sure that I'm doing such. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You know, you, parents back in the day used to say, you know, clean the kitchen. You know, well, why? I don't ever see you clean the kitchen. You don't do what I do. You do as I say. Um, that's right. not a real model to live by because guess what happened? They they do it because you tell them, obviously, because they don't want to get that tail spent. But when when they grow up, they they don't have a real example of how the kitchen should have been cleaned. You know, mm-hmm. we we get um we get almost complacent in giving directives that we actually forget to to get in there and grind it out. You know, I had this job once where I was a supervisor um of a rental car branch and so I had, you know, my assistant and then I had many subordinates under me. And if I hired a car prep um, or, you know, I think they call them something different now, but car technicians or whatever, someone who washes the cars, um, I was always a supervisor to get out there and train them. Why? Because not only will I train you how to do your job, but I'm going to train you how to do it right the same way that, you know, um, not to company's expectations, sometimes to my expectations, because my expectations mm-hmm. may be a level up from the company. Right. And so I made it my business to get out there and train these people that I hired so that they understood when you pull a car up for me and I have to put a customer in this car, I, I need it to look like your mama getting in it. So for because you, it was more like, you given the directive, but you also given the understanding, which lasts longer. Which is right, more I'm gonna follow through on it. So, right, right cause it's one of those things like we, you know, when you say you were talking to the board, and it's, it puts you on notice. Yeah, it, it's gonna put you on notice because you can't tell someone to do something, and then you don't. Mm-hmm. How is he gonna follow through on his commitments when you don't? Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? It'll be like, well, you know, you started, exactly. You know, so it's one of those things where we have to get out of that, out of that, that old school mindset, you know, because it's, we have to challenge ourselves as parents because, think about this, when growing up in our age, I almost want to say we, I mean, I know another generation feels like they were smarter, but I feel like we were smart because it's, you know, it took little communication for us to get it. You know, you got in trouble, you got that that tail spanked. You know, they didn't have a conversation, but at some point you figured out why and you never did that again. Um, Nowadays in parenting, you got to have conversations with these children because I don't think that their light bulbs come on as soon as ours did. So you you got to be able, as we spoke about before, to lay that foundation, but also kind of kind of pull them through and say, okay, you know, it's 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 like you're putting conditioner in your hair. You, you can rub it in, but if you don't take time to comb it through, how you know you're gonna get all the knots out of it or kinks, or you know how you know you're gonna make it soft as as, as it should be. So 
you got to put that time in there and and invest that time so that they make sure so that you make sure that one you lead as a good example and two they're watching you so when we're talking about following through it's one of those things to where they're they're not getting that lesson in school um teachers uh, quite honestly teachers don't even don't even measure up to teaching book knowledge more or less teaching yeah. life skills so yeah. all of that is on the parents so when you say yeah. follow through you know you you're going to go play ball you know we're going to pay this money for you to go play ball you're going to play the whole season okay Absolutely. complaining and griping we get it you know but but the option or the notion to quit should never cross your mind. You endure. Absolutely. You go through Absolutely. it. You finish. Let's take this song to introduce my twin, uh, the good twin, Ray, and Pastor to the line. Uh, good evening to both of you brothers. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Let's talk about this follow through, twin. I know. You know, you know we hold each other accountable, so we make sure that it's that it's going down in the way we say it's going to go down, or the way we plan. Uh, of course, with the with the guidance of God, let's let's talk about that. Jump on right in here with us. Yeah, and I caught uh, some of the tail end of what you all were discussing in regards to that, and um, in regards to how you were saying, you know. Setting the standard and laying the foundation, um, I think that's applicable to almost every aspect of anybody's life in that, like, for one instance, you know, one of my jobs that I got hired for, you know, the training wasn't really anything. Um, It was one of those sink or swim things. You know, they barely taught you how to do operate the system. They barely taught you the process, and you end up having to learn your own process to try to keep up and do the work and do the job to the level that they wanted it to be. And sometimes I feel that people sometimes get so far removed that they forget to be the example and show how to actually do the work, do the process, how to actually uh, endure and go through situations and things, and how do you learn from those particular instances? Um, I think so many times that we, you know, like to just tell people what to do, but sometimes a person will be like, okay, you told me, but how do I actually get the job done? How do I actually mm-hmm. do what you told me to do? In your mind, you know how to do it. It may be simple for you, but someone who's never had to experience that or think in that manner or way I may need an example, and then then I can probably go from there, and my mind can probably process and handle what you're telling me to do. But if you don't show me, then I'm left in the dark to make my own decision and try to figure out my own path in order to make something happen. And I think sometimes a person following through and keeping their word is based upon, you know, are they really doing something they even know how to do? You know, are they just talking something just to say something rather than being able to back up what they're saying? Mm. Well, 
once again, it goes back to, you know, giving directive versus giving understanding. Because it's easy to say do something, but you will go back and have to repeat yourself time and time again because you didn't give an understanding versus just giving the, the directive. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. And and like I said, it applies to many aspects. Even when I was young, you know, my mom, she taught me how to cook. And she could have told me, she gave me directives on how to cook. Like, first thing she taught me how to cook was banana pudding and potato salad. She told me how to do it, but she walked with me step by step. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. Do it like this. Do it like that. You know, once you, she gave me the example, showed me how to do it the first time, and then she's like, okay, now that I've done one, you do it. And once you begin to, you know, once I began to do it, I kind of learned how to do it, learned how to process, how to actually put everything together and make it. You know, now I can do it on my own. You know, it's one of those lessons. You know, if I teach you how to do it, you'll learn it for a lifetime. If I do it for you, you'll never know what to do. And, you know, it's one of those things. She didn't just say, okay, go make potato salad, go make the banana pudding, go figure how to do it. She sat down and gave me the understanding and the process of what to do, how to do it, and make it happen. I mean, you talking about potato salad and, and, and banana pudding. <laughs> Bro, I was, hey, I mastered cooking hot dogs. And hell, I was 35 then. <laughs> but you, you're absolutely right. She she made sure that you had an understanding. She gave you the play-by-play, the step-by-step, so that you can go back and do it yourself. I believe that nowadays we have gotten to the point where we forgot the instruction, you know, and the reason behind each step, you know, you, you add this, this is for this. You add that, this is for that. This is how you prevent this versus just, you know, plug in and go. Uh, that don't even work for robots. So you know it really don't, it, it doesn't compute with the human brain. I got in trouble a few times because they say, didn't I tell you not to do that? Do what? Like I've done so much. What are we talking about here? Let's be specific. And I think that's where we fall short because we don't converse in its entirety. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I agree. We don't. You know, um, it's it's about teaching how to follow through. You make the commitment. You show up. Well, why? I don't understand because you said you would. Okay, but I can change my mind. That's changing your mind is not an option. When you make a commitment and you say you're going to do something, you follow through to get it done. So whether you're committing to, you know, putting putting together a dish and taking it to someone or, you know, you're committing to playing ball or you're committing to a, to a job, you know, I don't care how hard it is. And I'm not saying get in there and figure it out, but try. Put forth an effort because you never really know. You know, you might stumble across something that that can set you up for success for the rest of your time at this particular company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's knowledge is power. I think everyone knows that. You know, can't no one take what you know. Can't no one take what you learn. So it's about 
making a commitment and sticking with it because you said you would. You know, and I think that, I mean, I know it's probably going in a different direction, but, you know, most business deals and and even real estate deals back in the day were done off a of handshake. All you had to do is say, hey, you know, I want to give you this land. You signed it, you signed it and you gave it to the recipient. There were, there were no agents, no lawyers, no one else involved, just you and someone else, either a handshake to say, hey, I've given you this land. Even if I haven't given you the deed, we've already made a transaction. But guess what? These folks followed through simply because they said they would. Nowadays, you got to have a whole doggone contract. You got to bought doggone near give give blood in order to do business with somebody. Because Absolutely. no one, no one knows the value of following through and maintaining your word. Well, I agree. No, that's going. That's still in in a, in a perfect direction, because, you know, like I was saying earlier, the words that come out of your mouth, that's your contract. That's what you're going to be held up to, you know. So once we shake on it, that's still the deal. I said I was going to give it to you. You said you were going to give me, you know, $1,000. We shook on it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But we've gotten so far removed from that. Now we talk just to hear ourselves talk. And it's like, oh, I believe there's a uh, a story in the Bible that Pastor can confirm where uh, these two brothers, I think they were called like Twins of Thunder. You know, they only spoke when it was time to speak or when it was something worth saying. And when they spoke, it was like like thunder. But I don't (laughs) know. Obviously, that's not my realm. But when Pastor come live, he can clear it up for me. I I know I messed up with him. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you lost me on that. But let's let's talk to my my the good twin and see what he talk about this commitment. Uh, I agree in the fact that what you all were saying is that the value of a person's word has changed over time and it's changed drastically. You know, back in the day, people could say, you know, your word is your bond. And if you said something, if you violated or didn't follow through, you know, it damaged your integrity, not just in the person's eyes, but in the community. You know, they looked at you differently because everybody would know, oh, you can't trust that person's word. If they said they were going to do something that didn't follow through, it was almost a thing that people probably didn't even communicate, talk, or want to do business with that person because they knew how shady that person would be. Today, you know, the value of a person's word is almost irrelevant because you hear what they say, but then you question, I don't believe they're really going to do that. Or let me go ahead and try to find somebody else just in case they don't follow through. Um, You always question certain people when you enter interactions and they say they're going to do something. Um, Many times when some certain people say stuff to me, I already have an expectation that they're not going to do it. So I don't be disappointed when it does happen that way, just because the value of a person's word and what people say to you 
they no longer have that integrity behind it. I try to have integrity behind what I say. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do everything possible that I am going to do and accomplish that task. Um, I don't say something to please people just to get them out my face or move them on. You know, I think a lot of people do that. Well, they'll say, well, I'll say this just to satisfy them for right now, knowing in the back of their mind they're really not going to do it. They're not going to show up. They're not going to be there. Um, They're not going to attend the gathering of certain things of that particular nature. And I think that if we can get back to a place where people have integrity about what they say they're going to do and mean it and actually be committed and follow through with it, I mean, we can go back to that time where people can have those deals where they say, I got you. You need something coming to me. I have you on this particular date, and there's no question, or I'm not going to answer my phone because, oh, now he calling me or she calling me when I told him I'm going to be there for them, and now they're calling me for it, and I'm not answering the phone. And those are kind of things that you have right now where people will make those offers to you and then they try to dodge you. Or they borrow something for you and say, okay, I'm going to give that back to you next week. And then they want to dodge you (laughs) and not give it back to you. And it's just one of those things where I think people now, they just out to seek what they can get rather than, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to get what I can get and worry about me and not worry about the other person that I may be affecting by breaking my commitment or promise to them. But I do, I do recall when um, Pastor was saying something about, you know, uh, doing it the godly way, you know. So even if you, me as a man, I just made a commitment to God that I'm going to do this for you. Now, I'd be glad when Pastor come on because I know he said this, but I I know I'm twisting it up and mixing it up, probably with one of, one of the rap songs that I listened to earlier. But either way it goes, we have to make sure that we we follow through because it's not from man to man, but it's man to God or through God to the other man. Like God is the that that connecting point between the two men in the conversation. You know what I mean? So if I tell you I'm going to do something, you know, as the old people say, you know, if it's God willing and the creek on rise, that's what <laughs> hell or high water, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. But like you said, we're, we've gotten so far removed from that to where our words have no weight. So my question is, to everybody is how do we make our words their weight and goal? How we get back there? Miss Quick, we'll start off with you, ladies first. Well, one, you know, like like you twins say, you gotta get you gotta kinda restore your word and you gotta you gotta restore the 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 trust in your word. You know that you're gonna do what you say you're gonna do. Um, so one, you have to be the example. Two, you gotta teach your kids to be the example because they're the future. And so whenever we want to get back to something, it's about teaching and training them our knowledge and you know the way to do things and how to live. So that by the time they get to where we are, 
their generation or or they're having these kind of conversations, you know. So I think that those are the only two ways you can kind of get back there because the unfortunate part is you can't control anybody else. You can't make anybody else do what they say they're going to do. You know, the only thing you, the only actions you can control are your own. Mm, absolutely. Swear. I hardly agree. Um, it's almost like you have to reset the standard. And how do you do that is by being an example and teaching, um, teaching your kids, teaching uh, young men of a generation that you come in contact with um, that may try to follow what the generation does today. But it's almost one of those things where you challenge them and, you know, you make your word to them and you show up. And, you know, you teach them, like, this is what, you know, a man does or people do. When they say they're going to do something, they show up, they be there. And I think by having people show the example, you kind of change and reset that standard from what people normally see where people are disappointed and they don't show up. They can look to someone and say, well, you know what, I know someone who does show up, who does keep their word. And I think once they start seeing those types of examples, it gives them something to actually contrast to what may regularly go on this time, this and during this time period, they can actually see something different. And I think that's the only way you're going to be able to do it is, like she said, be the example and teach at the same time um, and show up. Absolutely. I think we, we you know, have to define what commitment is, you know, and, and two, without commitment, I'm sorry, you can't have commitment without accountability. So now you got to hold your, yourself accountable to God's standards. So that way now you're more uh, inclined to Follow through what you say. We agree. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So lead by example. Walk it like you talk it. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, I gotta put my own spin to it. But also, like you said, teach or or give the directive, but give an understanding as well, so it makes sense, so that it sticks for the long term versus just, you know, right now. Just like when Mama Rose was, was teaching the twin how to make banana pudding and potato salad, <laughs> I, that still blow my mind, but for the long term. Yes, for the long term. You wait the pastor get on the line. I got to tell him about this. <laughs> don't don't hate on that man because he know how to make banana pudding and potato salad. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, like like I feel like 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 
I wasn't parented well because I don't know how to make them banana pudding and potato salad. I know how to make hot dogs like nobody's business. Hey, I may even scramble an egg or two. I can't guarantee that I'm going to crack the egg perfectly without any shells being in there. But, hey, I can scramble eggs like nobody's business. My twin is making potato salad and banana pudding. And we all know that one question that starts the fight at every family reunion is who made the potato salad. <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying, she, she gave you such a higher level of commitment way back then. She did. She gave me a high level of commitment, and she made me accountable every single time I made a dish. <laughs> she made me accountable to make sure it was done right, and when there were mistakes, she corrected those mistakes. And, you know, She's... That's, that's what you do when you teach, and you lead by example. You know, if there's mistakes along the way, you're there for correction and teaching and, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. You know, she teaches me how to do it, but she also corrects me so that it comes out just right. And now I can make it with no assistance. So it's the same thing. Being committed to what you say to people, showing up for them, and teaching them that this is the way that, you know, you're supposed to see that. Miss Quick, what's your thought? She said it much for success. That's what she did. That's what we need to do. You know, I it's it's funny, I I laugh about it, but you know, my son, he he's in the kitchen, you know, he's he's learning to cook with the missus and and I'm like, you know, I call him Martha Stewart. <laughs> That's just beyond me, like he's there paying attention. And I'm like, What the hell? You know? <laughs> uh Let me let me ask I'm you a question. You Who gonna feed him when he when when he when he become a man and he go to school or do whatever he gonna do and he live in a single life? Where he gonna eat at? Uh, you're absolutely right. You, you, that's a very good question, and um, I'm glad you're teaching him so that he won't come back here and eat. Um, right. But, <laughs> but it's just once again that that commitment to to keeping him out on his own. Versus, you know, um, maybe my fault was like, well, if we don't teach him how to cook, he'll be here every Sunday to eat or every evening. You to got eat, it. Or, or what yeah, have you. that's what. Um, that may be what they wanted. But to set him up for success, just like you know, you're doing with the boy and Mama Rose did with Twin, and you know, I, I laugh about it because I don't understand it. But I applauded at the same time. And just like me and Pastor always laugh at Twin about, like, damn, we I, we need to trade because I felt like I came up short, you know. But be that as it may, that's good. The commitment and the accountability to raising a successful individual, uh, an individual who's self-sustained, you know, that's that's a great start. Right. So for me, it's about, like, my approach, you know, at work, especially at work, of course, is, you know, and with the, with the boys is, is teaching them how to fish. 
point plain, plain and simple. You know, I, I may be able to give you a meal here if I get up and go ahead and cook it, but guess what? If I teach you, then you don't you don't have to you don't ever have to be hungry because you're waiting on somebody to fix you a meal. You don't ever have to, to to wait on someone to give you something that you know how to get up and go get. You don't have to wait on no woman to come home and wash your clothes because you know how to work the washer and dryer. You know how to do it yourself. You don't have to wait on nobody to come clean your house because you know how to do it. You know, so yeah. so for me, it it it's a hundred percent about being self sufficient. You know, committed to making your life, you know, as comfortable as as it can be, um, so that you don't ever, whenever you you know you meet that significant other. You know, it's a want versus a need. Like you're not you're not laid up under it because you don't know how to cook. You you laid there because you want to be there. Because sometimes things can get twisted. For sure. Me, I I, I didn't I wasn't in the kitchen like that. You know, I was out uh, running behind the ball or chasing chasing the bag or <laughs> envelope even, but. Back back then, for me, I was not paying attention to the kitchen. I, nah. I was already <laughs> ordering food on the way home, like, sit down at the restaurant, you know, like that. Which, not saying that that was bad, but I can order food. Like, I can, hey, I can place an order like nobody's business. You know what I mean? Don't, mm-hmm. don't ask me to make gravy because I promise you it ain't going to be right. It 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 ain't gonna be right. That's probably the reason why I eat for substance and not for taste. <laughs> it ain't gonna be right. Hungry, come to me. But if you wanted to taste good, go to my twin. But I will say this: I was like you. Now I was. I didn't run to the kitchen. I did not. Uh, kitchen was the farthest thing from my mind too. Uh, my mom actually uh, was just like your wife and what she said. Uh, my mom's mindset was that she wanted to make her boy self-sufficient so that we could take care of ourselves and that if we end up finding a mate, we would be able to take care of them or her as well. So her mindset was always she never wanted nobody to take advantage of us so that if our wife got mad at us or anything, didn't want to cook, didn't want to do this. We knew how to cook. We knew how to clean. We know how to do laundry. We know how to do things around the house. And her mindset was that nobody's ever going to take advantage of her boy. And that was her commitment to us. So her goal was to teach us everything that we could learn. And for me, she she forced me to the kitchen. I ain't, ain't going to lie. I wasn't like running to the kitchen trying to learn how to make banana pudding and potato salad. She had to make it for the church, and she was like, come on, you're going to help me. So since that, she pulled me in. She was committed to what she wanted me to learn, so she pulled me in, and she taught me. And every time she had to make it, she allowed me to help her through the process. Do this, do that, do this. And now, you know, I'm self-sufficient. I can cook a whole entire Thanksgiving meal by myself and be just fine. But it's what she taught me then that led me to now that I can cook, I can take care of myself, I can do those things. Um, So, you know, she's committed, and actually she's getting a return on her investment now because just about every Sunday if I cook, 
I bring her food down there. So, you know, it's showing how her commitment setting me up for success actually comes back on her and what she did, what she did to lead by example and things of that nature. That's what I'm talking about. Nah, listen, my grandma was too busy to worry about me looking good. I knew how to iron. I've been ironing since damn third grade. It's elementary school. <laughs> Preachers and all. But listen, bro, as far as eating, we, yeah, we go sandwich it up. We go get them two pieces of bread and, and hey, I can make a sandwich like nobody's business. But, <laughs> but I'm not making anything from scratch. I'm lit, bruh, bruh, all bad. All okay. bad. Me in the kitchen, you have a backup plan. <laughs> That's one thing for sure. You better have a backup plan. Ain't that something? I mean, what? My wife will tell you, I probably have cooked two. Three minutes. Three. Three. <laughs> All right. Listen. And I think you only did two of them without help, without my help. Because the go. last one we did together. There you go. Lord, you hey. something else. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I do not know what none that in the kitchen. I know my. <laughs> and don't try to know either. Nope, nope. I don't. I don't put away dishes because I don't know what nothing that. I ain't. I'm not lying to you, bro. Just wife right there. She'll tell you. I'm, that ain't what I do. That ain't what I do. At this point, oh. I'd be looking at him like, "Why are you in the kitchen?" Hmm? Oh, <laughs> what you oh, doing? What you doing in the refrigerator? What you looking for? Let me go get that for you. You need a new food processor. You need a crock pot. Oh, I got you. You know. Yeah. So you play your part. You play your role. You right. He go in the kitchen. I think something wrong. Something on fire. You something break. You fixing something? <laughs> I be scared. I don't know a russet potato from a uh, from a white potato. It's all the same. Listen, <laughs> that, that ain't my place. <sighs> we got you. We got you. I tell yeah. you what, though. He did. He he is following through because from day one he did say I don't do that kitchen stuff. So he he he, he is following through on on he everything. He was committed to that. He was committed right? to that. Come on now. Contract. I will make sure you have everything in your kitchen that you that you need. You want me being in there is not it. <laughs> That's how my dad was. My dad was not the kitchen person. He probably cooked about maybe less than five times throughout the whole entire time I lived there. He didn't cook, didn't know nothing about it, but he could grocery shop like nobody's business. He would shop and get everything you need to cook the dish. He said, give you the list, and he would shop and get everything you need and won't miss nothing. That's it. Yes. Give me that list, though. <laughs> you better get with that list. <laughs> you won't be You only have one of everything in the stove. Oh, gosh. Sure will, because he won't even ask or we'll walk around and check out the aisles. He'd be like, which aisle is this on? Yep. Yeah, I am giving directions on the phone. Ain't this something? Yep. Yeah, you just read the link. Banana pudding. I got straws, toothpicks, 
Oh. Napkin. I'm telling you, don't give me a list. That's that's not my role. That's that's not where I'm at. I want everything. If you can't use it now, put it up on the channel. We'll use it sometime later on. But but follow through. I stuck with my word. That's it. Yeah, I think I think you know it's it's important that we get back to that. I I was having a conversation with the boy. Oh gosh, it was a while ago, and um, actually, what happened was he had missed a couple of days of school, so you know I had to show him how to communicate with the teachers, and so we sent an email to the teachers asking for all the missing assignments and stuff. And um, so this one teacher came back and. You know, and I, I'm giving him a deadline, you know, for, for Friday. So we, we send the email on a Monday. By Friday, you need to have everything turned in. That's my deadline. You know, the one teacher, math teacher, comes back and says, oh, well, he's only missing, you know, two assignments, but um, he could just turn them in whenever. So immediately I'm thinking, whenever? You know, like whenever? I mean, at some point you got to get the grades in the system to for for reporting. So how can he turn them in whenever when you have to grade them? Thought to myself because this is by email. And you know, it took me a, it took it a step further and it was like that's that's why these kids are failing in school. That's why they don't have no sense of you know, follow through or no sense of commitment because the teacher gives an assignment and says, "Oh, you give it to me when you get ready." Well, I when I'm in school, when I was going to school, you give me an assignment and tell me to give it to you when I get ready. Guess what? I never got ready. That's just the reality of it. I'm gonna put everything out before what you you know before the assignment that you've given me because you haven't given me a goal. You haven't set anything for me to work towards. So these these children are walking around with no sense of accomplishment because they have no direction or no goal. They're not being challenged. You know, you, for me, when I was in school, you know, and, and you give me a, an assignment, a writing assignment, that, that challenged me, right? Because that's going to take up more of my time. So now I have to be creative with, with what I do with my time, because I have to spend X amount of time doing research, but then I have to turn around and spend X amount of time writing this thing out. And then you want me to type it and turn it in. So I actually had to make a plan for myself. The kids nowadays, they don't get that in school. So that's why I say I feel like when we were growing up, we were a little bit smarter because, you know, it's like our lights came on sooner because we were learning more. We had goals. Now lights don't come on because, because teachers and administrators, you know, are, are lackadaisical about the assignments and a follow-through. I I agree. I know when if I miss a day of school, it's like you got two days to turn it in. You know what I mean? So yeah. the best thing for me to do is get on the horn and call a classmate or somebody to be like, yo, what did y'all do? You know, what, mm-hmm. what, what page is that? So that, you know, I'm walking into class, I'm not missing a beat. Right, you got your paperwork in hand, ready to turn it in. Yeah. She's looking at you like, well, "Oh, okay." Right, but that, ex- that now, explains 
Right, right. That's but see, that's that's the difference. My my commitment. Like I'm going to leave the hood. <laughs> I'm not going to stay in this current situation. I'm not going to be in this grade. I'm not going to main. You know, I mean, continue, like be held back. I'm going to excel. I'm not going to give you any reason to hell send that back, send that. That, that bad grade home or send a note home or call home or do anything other than that. Hey, you know what I mean? And so you, you had a motivation. Kids nowadays aren't motivated by anything. What? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's different. You know, like we had a motivation to get it to, to work and get good grades so we could get a typewriter so that we didn't have to go, to the library and and wait in line and sign up for the, for the only typewriter they had in the county, you know. So our motivation was, you know what? If I could work and get good grades, maybe I can get a typewriter for Christmas. Well, guess what? Now everything is done electronic. You know, you got a smartphone. You can type it. They have teachers will send you links. Say, oh well, if you go and click on this link, you could just answer the questions and send it right back. So. There's no motivation for them to to do good, to, to have any type of commitment to any drive. You know, like you, shoot, if I missed a day of school and I was out for a while in, in sixth grade um, because I had caught mono, so I was out of school. But guess what? Somebody was getting off that bus every day bringing me my homework. So while I was sitting out of school, sick and all, I was doing homework. And guess what? Somebody was picking up my homework. I don't care who my grandma called. She called three, four people, whichever one showed up at my door to get my homework to turn into the school. It was going right back on school the next morning because that's, you know, like that's what it was, you know. But but nowadays, it's, you know, that was the only way we had to get our stuff to and from. You relied on somebody else. And, of course, people came through. But nowadays, it's like you don't have books. You know, the teachers, they, 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 whatever source they're using to teach from, they're they doing a half-assed job at that. And then they, they're they not setting goals. They're not giving you targets. They're not giving you deadlines. You know, how do you function without a deadline? Even one conversation my son says, he says, well, what's the use of a deadline? I said, because it, it gives you motivation to get the job done. Well, I don't understand why time is important i mean why can't i just do it whenever as long as it gets done i don't understand really man listen we had a deadline really the homework had to be done if we're going to go out to play Come we on had now. a deadline we had motivation right you want to go play you better get that homework done and you know what they didn't even check it because they didn't even no. know they didn't even they know, know what they was looking at but they but they know it better be done you got you got right. twenty problems. Um, all twenty of them better have answers. Absolutely, and I don't care if each problem took the page. There's one math course I took. It was damn near a page per problem. Right, you and that wasn't problem. her problem either. That's yours. That's yours, right? When I played, I played the viola and played the bass. You know, through my uh, scholastic career, I had to look. I caught the bus. Up until my tenth grade year, I had to lug this bass on the bus 
a, a few blocks from the house and then get home and practice before my grandma got there because, you know, of course, I don't want to hear that noise. Right. Right. In order to be the best. My goal was to be the best. Period. Was to excel. And I'm sure my twin know exactly what I'm talking about because he's done the same thing. Twin, what's your thoughts? I've been agreeing with everything y'all been saying. And shout out to the viola players too. But yeah, I mean, I've seen where the commitment, I mean, there's no accountability to the kids in school. So you got a generation that has no sense of goals, no sense of meeting deadlines, no sense in wanting to accomplish anything because the school system doesn't require that. I remember seeing on TV, I think that California is wanting to change the start time for the students because they keep falling asleep in class. And I was shocked. I'm like, make them go to bed early. Then nobody appease us to to change the time. We had to go to school early in the morning and be there on time and not be late or have to go to detention for being late to school. I'm like, why are we appeasing the youth? Where, where did it come to the fact that we have to appease them? No, we're supposed to set the standard for them to follow, not appease them and make their life easy as young people. They need to follow a standard. They need to have structure. If we're appeasing them as young people, what do you think they're going to do when they get older? They're not going to have a commitment to anything because they don't know how to commit. They're not going to be accountable for nothing because they never had to be accountable. And I think you're going to get a generation that's not going to have that mindset because they never learned it as a young person, especially in the school system-wise. When they get into the workplace, it's going to be chaos. Because they're going to be like, what is a deadline? I mean, why do I got to have it by Friday? As long as I get it done, whenever I get it done, it should be okay. That's not going to work in the workplace. You'll be walked out the door the same day. And I remember one of my friends was a substitute teacher, and I was like, what did y'all, what did they have you do all day? Oh, he was like, the teacher told me to let them listen to music on their cell phones and then complete an assignment. I was like, where did they get to the process that, Kids can listen to the cell phones in the class and listen to music and do work. I mean, where did that start happening? I mean, the whole scheme of everything has changed. And I think that's why you got, you know, people that are not, the young people are not being held accountable to anything. They don't know about being committed or accountable. They don't know about the structure and the standard because they're not having it consistently, uh, whether it's at home, at school, I mean, if you ain't having a standard instruction in those two places, where are they going to get it from? Mm-hmm. I, do, I do believe that it starts at home, you know. Um, when my son get up for school, he have to make his bed. Um, hell, when I got up today, I was like, you'll make the bed? Um, but it, the discipline starts at home. If, you, if it's not at home, then it's not going to be at school. Because the teachers don't care from from what it seems, you know, listening to cell, hell, cell phone, man, we couldn't even have electronics. You bring bring that disc in the class if you want to. Bring that walk in the class if you want to. Mm-hmm. Put it in my desk. Have your mama have somebody from home come get it. 
Now, your focus supposed to be on the schoolwork. Your focus is supposed to be on these deadlines, these projects. Um, hell, not to mention, I don't even know if they still have science fairs like when we was in school. Like we had to work at home. We had to do a certain amount of work at home. And I'm not just talking about homework. I'm talking about projects. Yep. Projects. I think the last my son, we had to build a he was in sixth grade, I believe, we had to do the elf trap for science. He haven't brought another project home since. No, don't get no, it. Don't do that no more. I complained the whole time, but I'm right there with him because that also gave a parental involvement. Now there's no parental involvement. Guy uh, here a couple years ago, he got like he failed everything, and he wasn't required to go to summer school. The mom was like how he didn't he didn't pass anything he didn't do anything how is it that you know he take this one test and if he pass the test he pass the course or pass the grade uh, what huh bro you didn't do anything you failed where they do that at So I believe that it goes back to the home, the level of, of commitment. You are committed to your education. You are, I mean, that's right now, my son in, in, in high school, that's your only job is to go to school. And if you have asked that, then nine times out of 10, you're going to half ass in life because this is to prepare you for life. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? I'm right there with you. So my twin, he's he's a student of higher higher learning, higher education. So I know he know about that. He gonna give me some insight. I definitely do know about it because I can remember. First class in college, when I went to a historically black college and university, Winston-Salem State University, and the professors, the first day in class, told us, at the end of the day, I'm here to teach you, but it's up to you to want it. They tell you straight out, I have mine. You have to get yours, and I'm here to help you get yours, but it's up to you and how committed you are to it. Which means, you know, they're not going to check roll to see if you come to class. It's up to you if you want to come to class. It's up to you if you want to turn the assignment. It's up to you if you want to pass. They're not going to babysit you. And there were a lot of my classmates that came in with me freshman year. That second semester freshman year, they were not there. Because a lot of them acted like it was a vacation. Just slept all day, didn't go to class, went and did this, went and did that and wasted education, money, 
that didn't need to be wasted their parents' no. money, really, just to be there for no reason. But like you say, it wonder what was your foundation at home? You know that you just did their parents force you to come here because if you wasn't committed to your studies and getting the education, what were you really committed to? You know, what did you really come for? And and a lot of my class people that came in with me wasn't there. And I'm sure when when that professor was speaking, he told you this is a deadline. <laughs> I'm not oh, going to accept we, it. <laughs> Beyond this. Yes. And they meant that. When there was a deadline, you either, uh, as Ms. Quick said, uh, talk to your professor to see if there's uh, arrangements that you can make to turn in an assignment. But other than that, if you miss that deadline, you don't get credit for that work. And they meant that. And they would give you a zero for that assignment. If that assignment had to be due at this time at 11 a.m., they meant 11 a.m., not 11.01, not anything. And I remember, Professor, I had to turn in an assignment on time. I went to her before class there. I got it. It wouldn't print for me. So after class, she was like, well, come to my office. I went in her office, pulled up my work on her computer, and printed out from her printer to turn in my assignment. But it's about being accountable being committed, I had my work done, and I went and talked to the professor to explain what happened and why I wasn't able to print it out. But once she allowed me to do so, she knew the work product was there, and I, you know, I was committed to my work. The work was there. I couldn't print it. And she was able to see that I was telling the truth, and I provided my work and, and turned it in for her, and it was fine. But like I said, they held you to a strict deadline. You got your curriculum. This is what we're going to do. These are when the tests are going to be. Of course, you have pop quizzes in between there, but for the most part, you were held to a standard. And whether you want to follow that standard or act like the standard didn't exist, there were consequences for that. Listen, I'm I'm at Norfolk State. I'm like, yo, I'm getting deployed. <laughs> you know, he told me that's your commitment, mm-hmm. not mine. Here's the itinerary. This is the syllabus. This is everything that needs to be done. This is my email address. <laughs> if it's not to me by eleven fifty nine fifty nine, then don't worry about sending it. Oh wow. So if I'm in the middle of wherever I'm at and internet connection may be down or what have you, because you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Bruh, listen, I was held accountable. <laughs> so that taught me don't wait till the last minute because you never know what could happen. You never know. I don't so, know. I don't know. If we t- I don't know if we're talking about um, college, oh, military, or potato salad, or. Banana pudding or uh, hot dogs, you know, sports teams, hot dogs. I don't know what we're talking about, but I have enjoyed these last 35 minutes on my journey. (laughs) This has been good. This has been this has been quite a show. So, uh, so I I am I have been blessed by hearing all of this. (laughs) That's all right. I pray everybody's doing well. We all over. But at the end of the day, we all talking about commitment. 
Your word is your, your contract. Your word is your bond. So if you say you're going to do it, do it. Period. You know, you know something? There's, 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 there's just so much that um, I guess I want to say on the subject, and, and I'm not going to take up all the time, but at certain phases of my life, I was given advice on commitment, advice on, you know, doing what you're supposed to do and, and things like that. Um, somebody told me when I was young, I don't know who said this. I may have even read it, but I know when I was young that I was told that, you know, I had two ears and one mouth, so I should listen twice as much as I talk. And I got a little older, and I know who told me this, and it was an older gentleman. And uh, he basically told me, and I'm a clean it up kind of nice, he said, don't you ever let your mouth write a check that, you know, your backside can't cash. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was told <laughs> I was told that. And when I went into ministry, an old preacher told me, he said, I'm going to give you the advice. That was given to me. He said an advice that was given to me has been passed on. And he he went on back into as far back as, you know, he was told about it. And that was like the 1700s. And that was people would rather uh, see a sermon than hear one. And so all of that advice really, to me, said the same thing. You know, I need to mean what I say. If I say it, I need to be about it. I don't need to say it if I'm not going to do it. You know, I need to be an example. And one of the things that I I try and teach in my church is, is that accountability aspect of it. You know, I, I try to make sure that we look at it and understand that every contract you sign is not with a pencil and paper. You know, sometimes you sign a contract with your lips, and sometimes you con- sign a contract with your actions. Um, I heard you guys talking about the accountability at home and things of that nature. Um, to be honest with you, and this is a kind of an odd way of looking at it, but I use myself as an example. Whenever um, I gave my life to Christ, I signed the contract and said, "You know what? I'm gonna live by your standards. I'm gonna I'm gonna do things decent and in order. I'm gonna, you know, have an excellent spirit about myself." I'm going to treat people the way, uh, you know, I'm supposed to treat them. That's a contract. That's a lifetime contract. And God's going to hold me accountable to that. All right? Well, when I got married, um, when I got married and said I do, then what I did was I went into a contract. And so I made a promise that I was going to be with this woman in sickness and health, to death do his part, and, and all of these things. That's a contract. So she shouldn't have to ask me, why are you not treating me right? Or why are you not talking to me? Or why are you doing this? Or why are you doing I'm in a contract. I have I said I would do it. When I married her, I said I would do it. But I think what happens is, you know, everybody's so ready to get to the honeymoon, and they, they, they'll say anything at the altar, you know. But that's And then when we have children, you know, you and the booth in the back in the corner in the dark but what you don't realize is that whenever you release and that egg catch it or whatever happens down there uh, and that child is created when you become a parent a husband a, a mother or father or whatever when you become a parent you don't have no you don't have to open your mouth when you are legally that child's uh, parent that's a contract what you're saying is i'll lead you the right way 
I'll guide you the right way. I'll be the example that you're supposed to follow. And sometimes we don't look at it like that. Um, the state that I live in has lowered the standards the last, I want to think it's in the last year and a half. But right now, if you make a 59 on a test, even if it's a final exam, you pass right on. I mean, that's that's a, that's a I think it's a, a, a 59 to a 69 is a D, and 69 to 79, it goes on and on like that. And so the standards have really just been lowered. But my thing was with my children, okay, yeah, the standards are lowered. I, I, I got that, but I didn't even discuss it with them. That's the school standards, but this is my standards. Want to play basketball? Okay, here here's the standard. Now, if whenever you say you're going to play basketball, what you're telling me is I'm going to keep my room clean, I'm going to keep my grades up, I'm going to take care of my body, and when I get out there, when you buy me these uh, $100, oh, let me take that back, when Grandma buy me these $140 KDs or whatever these things are, then you know what? I promise to take care of them. I promise to show up to practice. I promise not to complain, and I'm going to play the whole season. So, you know, a lot of times we don't hold people accountable to, you know, the standards. So the school system can, you know, lower the standards, but we don't have to lower ours. Um, I heard Miss Quick saying earlier, I think it was, um, about um, her husband. Maybe it was her husband talking about, you know, he's a hot dog man. He can't he, – he, Brothers don't know his way around the kitchen, from what I understand. But thank God for a good wife, you know. But my boys, uh, one has graduated college, the other one's in college now, and they're they're on they're in an apartment together. And um, Mama's not there to cook for them. They're 122 and a half miles away. Uh, they do their own laundry. Uh, they iron their own clothing, um, and they cook. One of them can do breakfast halfway decent. The other one can do dinner, you know, decent enough. And I can tell whenever they, you know, get away from everything because they're calling and say, uh, I need a little bit of money in my account, you know. But, again, um, my wife held them accountable. She held them accountable and said, okay, sort of like um, my, <laughs> my brother Ray over there, uh, you know, they were putting in the kitchen and said, this is how you got to do this. And uh, so now – you know, for the most part, we're reaping the benefits of it. So accountability, uh, commitment, and that has to start before you get to school or on the job or wherever. And at some point, we ought to have some some sense of accountability, self-accountability. We ought to – I mean, I don't want to just finish. If You know, if I just get into heaven, that's okay. You know, I, I don't have to be perfect to get into heaven. I just have to be saved. So if I just get in there – that's okay, but I don't want to finish in the bottom half of everything for the rest of my life. Come on, man, where's my sense of pride? So I've enjoyed hearing you guys, you know, but like I said, man, whenever you your actions um, put you in the contract, whether you want to be or not. Well, you, you said it best. Twin, what's your thoughts? Of course, I agree with everything Pastor was saying. You know, it's just that, you know, like you say, um, although other places and people may 
have a lower standard, um, you know, let your household, the house, you know, be the building block, be your foundation for you to know what a standard looks like and kind of being committed to setting that standard. You know, like I said, you start off as you were young, even when I was young, you know, my parents set a standard, hey, you want to do this, you want to go here, you know, your grade's got to be ABs. You know, they had an expectation. They accepted ABs. If there's a C, we had to do some explaining why we had a C. But, you know, they, mm. that was their standard of expectation. You know, we didn't, like, we were intelligent enough. We didn't know we were intelligent enough. They respected us, you know, apply yourself. And But because they knew, you know, what we could do if we did apply ourselves. So they set the standard of what it was. And note that has instilled in us throughout our years that, as Pastor was saying, you know, as you have that building block of a foundation, you begin to set standards for yourself and things that you do that you want to see and do and make it to the point that whatever your hands touch, you make sure you put your best foot forward, you make it excellent, whether it is your work product at work, whether you like to cook, if you're cooking a dish, you know, you try to whatever you put your hands to do or you're involved in, you want to give it your all and make it just as good as anything else. You know, you don't want to half behind anything. You want to make sure if your name is put on it, that it represents you well. And I think that's always in my mindset. If I put my name on something or involved in something, there's a certain standard that I want it to look like or be because it reflects me. And if something's going to reflect me, there's a standard that I want it to be if it's going to reflect myself. Man, that's that's good right there because I know that um, I would love to open up, you know, uh, um, you know, a little restaurant. I see places that are doing quite well, and I would love to have um, a little piece of that. But one thing I found out, I'll use Chick Fil A as an example. Okay, I can purchase a Chick Fil A franchise. I can, and I run it however I want to run it. You know, if I choose to do that, but there's a standard. And whenever that standard is not being met, met, you best believe they have the right to forfeit that contract at any time because there's a standard set. And if they come by and they taste their chicken, whatever it is that they have, and it don't taste like theirs, nah, you're not going to keep using their name. So whenever this brother make that potato salad or that banana pudding uh, or whatever it is, um, you know, his mom can taste it and be like, nah, baby, you don't take that to the church. Keep that at the house because she know that's not what I taught you. That's not the way it should be, you know. So we've got to make sure that we do hold each other accountable, you know, to the point of saying whoever um, I had the responsibility of teaching, I had the responsibility of continuously watching over them. And whenever they don't meet those standards, you know, because my name is on that. Everywhere my boys go, you know, whatever they do, that's a reflection of me. Whatever they say, that's a re- reflection of me. See, mm-hmm. I see kids running around the church, and the mama's telling them, sit down, baby. Come on, baby. You just won't be still. This don't make sense. You need to sit down. I don't say nothing to them because you don't make them sit down at home, so they're not going to sit down in church. They're just, they're just not. They're cussing in church because you cuss on them cuss around your house, you know. Don't, don't, don't try all that, you know. With me like that, so you gotta understand, man. Um, from where I sit, 
I'm I'm amazed at how many people that just don't take life seriously. They don't take accountability seriously. They don't take parenting or um, marriage seriously. They just they just don't. As long as I I got a family right here, and part of it is my family. You know, it's not my mom, not my sisters, or nobody like that. But I got some close relatives that I found out this week. The the mother is on disability because she's been sick. She she needs to be on disability. Um, the daughter went to the military and got hurt some kind of way. Don't know exactly what happened, but she's on disability. Well, now the daddy, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know why he had to go file for disability, but after a couple of years, he got his. Now one of the sisters, um, I don't know what she was doing fine. Everything was going Hockey Dory, everything was great. Now she's trying to get disability. And the last sister just contacted me and was needing some assistance, you know, from the church, not from me directly. And uh, she said, um, I'm just waiting on my disability claim to be approved. An entire family, a husband, a wife, and three daughters, all of them seeking disability. So if there's no accountability, then guess guess what? You just... Because what we do is we um, imitate our atmosphere. We imitate our atmosphere. I can get a check every, I assume it's once a month for just sitting at home. And see, the truth of the matter is, and I hate to say it, it's some of my own family, but, you know, you can't be disabled and down on your back whenever you're directing the choir and stomping your feet and beating a tambourine and jumping all around. Come on now, God, don't take away back pain if it's really there. I mean, he'll tell you to sit down, do things decent and in order, but come on now. You can do whatever you want to do, go wherever you want to go, but yet and still, <laughs> you know, um, you're waiting on the government to do this for you. And I'm not saying that they all don't deserve it. I'm just saying it's amazing to me that nobody held them accountable, so now they're imitating what they've seen work for the other parts of members of their family. So... It's sad, y'all, and I just think it's time for us to um, go back to the um, to the original maker and find out what his standards are and go from from there. I don't mind oh, a man that the, I don't know. I don't mind a man that don't know the difference between a russet potato and an Idaho potato, whatever he says. <laughs> I don't mind a man that don't know what how to go down in the grocery. He willing to go do it. That's cool, you know. But the truth of the matter is um, the man is doing something else. He can open up a shop. He can run a business. He's using his skill in another manner. So I can laugh and joke about that. But this other uh, stuff that we're talking about, man, come on now. We're better than this. We well, you know, association brings, on, association brings on simulation. And yes, sir. That, that's the downside. Remember, we, accountability, there are standards. You know, yes, sir. As the, as the man, as the head, as the king, you know, I, my standards has to be up there because I have an entire castle that's watching. So if you see me sitting around, laying around, then my son is going to think that that's how a man's supposed to do it. And that's not the case. My, my my wife
wife, she um, went back to school. She, she did everything that she needed to do to accomplish the goal that she set out. And my son sees that. So that was a, a great example of, you know, your commitment. You follow through. You said you were going to do this. You do it. You don't stop until. I mean, you still have, you know, husband take care of. You still have business. You still work. You still have family to take care of. And you still accomplish that feat. So there's no ex- excuse. There's no no reason why anybody else in this house should fall short. Period. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? I, I think I agree. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about the school systems. I think Pastor said, you know, there they've lowered their standards. So oh, where a 59 is a D. I mean, man, we don't even have Ds in our school system. So while our standards <laughs> haven't, our standards haven't <laughs> dropped, you know, you go from a C to a straight F. Our standards haven't <laughs> dropped, but the problem is the yeah. the teachers. I think the the standards of teachers and the the folks who are supposed to be educating our children lack what we have. They lack commitment. They lack drive, tenacity. They lack all of that. And so, you know, you you have a bigger problem when the schools are dropping their standards because then you have to step up more at home. And then you have to have conversations with your child that goes something like, well, the teachers can't teach. And, you know, I'm I'm messing up in this class because the teacher, all she says is, well, read here, read there. And then you go to read there, and the information isn't even what it's supposed to be. So... Mm you got to have you got to have conversations mm-hmm. like that where it's we're faced now with school standards drop the world standards are dropping our standards yep. are still the same but we are, we have to work extra hard and we have to have these conversations with our children so that they understand mm-hmm. look you almost have to damn near teach yourself i'm just being real they give you a mm-hmm. link to go and read you you need to go and and read and figure it out for yourself and just pray to God that you'll be right or, you know, come to us and we'll, we'll try to help you as best we can. But the problem is, is that too much is being left for the students to learn on their own. You know, like, like, like twins said earlier, it's it's on the job training. You know, you just, it's trial and error. The company I work for, I've been with them for, I think uh, nine years now, but, um, you know, there's. I was thinking today. There's, there's no more training. No, nobody cares what you know, what you don't know, what you're learning, what you're not learning. They just care that you show up. And and it's it's becoming a more of a cover your ass kind of world than it is. You know, hey, let me let me lift you up. Let me teach you so that you know when I retire, you can take this spot. I never thought about disability quite honestly, because, I mean, I've never seen anybody on disability. I mean, I was raised by my grandma. She was old, but she wasn't getting no dog on disability. She worked. And she got, you know, a little check after my grandpa died. I tell you, that was $500 a month. You know what? $500 a month to pay all of your bills? 
<laughs> you know, so I'm sitting up here looking at this little bit of help she getting from the government. That's not encouraging me to file for it. Mm-hmm. $500 probably would, would hardly pay our cell phone bill. <laughs> Just being real because stuff costs a lot. So yeah. I never, I was never really exposed to the government. We had this talk last week, you know, the system put in place to take care of us. You know, my dad was a working man. And I'll tell you, I, after college, I went and I stayed with him. And, you know, he told me straight up, you don't, you don't work, you don't eat. Do you think I ever went there and there was a meal cooked? He meant that thing. <laughs> and he can cook. But he sure meant, you know, if you don't get out here and go to work, it ain't going to be no food on the table. Mm. You know, so it, that's 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 the mindset. And that's what we have to ingrain in our children. But we have to work extra hard because we're fighting against the school system's lower standards, the world's lower standards. We're fighting against teachers who don't know how to teach or don't care you know, we're, we're, it's, I feel like we're just in an all out battle trying to, you know, just trying to survive and get back to the foundation of things. You know, nowadays, this, this generation has, you know, gotten to the point where they, because there's no accountability, there's no deadline, they look for easy outs because everything is, been lowered to appease them. Like Twin was saying earlier, you know, you want to start school late because kids going to sleep in class. My son tells me, he said, Dad, well, what if you have, or well, he asked me the question, what if you have a racist teacher? I said, shit, what they got to do with you? That's their issue. You go there, you perform like you're supposed to, you learn like you're supposed to, and you keep it moving. What somebody else's personal thoughts, beliefs has nothing to do with you. You go and you learn. So I say that to say, I maintain our standards, regardless of whatever trials, tribulations, strife you may go through or may be presented in front of you, you still live up to the quick standards. So it does start at home. Twin, where you at? I agree. I mean, it starts at home. Like I said, that's like the foundation, and every player's got to have a foundation. And with that foundation, a person can build upon that. And and like you said, standards are <laughs> being dropped. They're being lowered to appease and satisfy too many people. I mean, let the standard be the standard. Let people be able to reach the standard. You don't lower the standard to make them reach it because you're not teaching them anything. You're not teaching them to try and work hard to accomplish a goal. You're teaching them, okay, uh, since you can't make the standard, I'm going to lower it for you so you can meet it and have a hooray, good job. No. I mean, that's not what I grew up in. This is the standard. You need to meet or reach the standard. And for us, it was exceed the standard. Um, The standard is just barely making it. But for you, your job is to exceed that standard. And, Absolutely. And I think that's what we got to get back to. And and even thinking of standards, one of the teachers and professors that I had back in undergrad, I had her for senior year. And she, my first day in class, she told us, she was like, you may be at an historically black college or university, 
but I'm not going to lower my standard because you are at a historical black college and university. She told us that she framed her curriculum because I was an English minor. She said she framed her curriculum based on Harvard's curriculum in their English classes. And she was like, you all are no less smart than they are. So I'm raising the standard that what they use, I'm using here because you all are intelligent enough to meet that standard. And at the end of that semester, I came to her before I graduated and told her, thank you. I was like, out of all the teachers I've had from high school all the way up to undergrad, and it was my senior year that I had her class, I told her, you were the first teacher that actually taught me how to actually write, and I appreciate you. And it was her teaching that helped me propel me to where I am at today. And I always give credit to her and still check on her this day because I appreciated her challenging me and setting a standard for me that, you know, could have made people afraid, but she made that standard and stuck to it. And she taught me. And I always will appreciate her for that. That's what I'm talking about. But, you know, nowadays we are in this this inclusive, you know, excuse me, if you play the game and you don't win, you still get a trophy. No, that ain't how we was. <laughs> that ain't how we was 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 brought up. You know, you you win first place, you get the first place trophy. You don't get a trophy for second place because, in my mind, you're just the first loser. But you have to fight to be first. You have to. The standard is there. You beat everybody else to win. But nowadays, to appease the kids, everybody gets a trophy. And and that blow my mind. Yeah, so what I'm are not we really teaching? What are we teaching? Like I'm we're gonna leave the trophy here, bro. You don't you you didn't win, you don't get the trophy. Bottom mm-hmm. line. That's right. Everybody get ice cream. But the winner gets sprinkles. No, 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 no. Come on. Come on. I think, Man, you know, when you have somebody like, like Ray had, you know, it not only does it do you learn, um, but it teaches you appreciation. It, it makes you respect that person. It makes you, it gives you some sort of admiration that they were able to push you and challenge you in such a way that makes you better. Um, that, and that you have to respect the fact that they, they were bold enough to do that, you know, because like even nowadays going against the curriculum that the school has set is, is frowned upon within the district or, you know, within the administration's office. You know, like teachers can get slapped on the hand or written up or what have you for going against the curriculum that's already set. Um, but when you have somebody that's willing to step outside of the box and challenge you and tell you how smart you are and not only that, actually show you how smart you are, um, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to you gotta respect that. You know, we we need more teachers like that. I think that's why we're even having a conversation in the first place is because it's lost. You're absolutely right. That also does something for you. Is is it shows you? It gives you that confidence that I measure up against everyone else. In my in my twins' case, 
you know, in English, he measured up against the the students that went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. So not only can he write and make banana pudding and potato salad, shit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, let's let's really think about that. Like this, 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 this sister, this this woman, she stepped outside the box and brought him outside the box. Now he's that guy, you know, without giving anything away, twin, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is the senior year of undergrad. So who's whose standard are we living up to? Apparently, God hasn't lowered his standard. The quicks haven't lowered their standards. Regardless of what society say, you still got to answer the daddy, and then you, we got to answer to God. Not saying that, you know, um, y- y'all get it. But the standards is there. So when you when you set yourself out to 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 do play sports, your commitment is to go out and and win, follow through. When you start out to to another degree or certification, you're not just taking this course just to see what it's like. You want to pass it. You want to become licensed. That's why we're doing this, right? Come on, Pastor. Don't get quiet on me. No, I'm here with you. I, I understand fully what you're talking about. Um, the the reason that I um, originally tried to hold my kids accountable is because I, I wanted them to, um, you know, I wanted them to, I thought it would give them a better chance in life. And, um, that was my original intent, but I've changed that stance on it now. It's not about you having a better chance in life. I want you to do your best and be your best, even when nobody else is looking. You know, one of the questions I always ask my boys, you know, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a religious type thing. When they get home, uh, you know, I'll ask them, we'll talk about, you know, different things, and I'll say, well, uh, have you been letting the toilet seat down? And that, you know, that sounds silly and dumb and all of that, but, you know, in here, because they got a mother and because they got a sister, you know, they always had to let it down. If they didn't, they'd have to go back and do it, you know, and uh, so, you know, either they're lying to me or, you know, I'm not there to check it. They always tell me, yeah, they are, but what I'm saying is that's just an idea of a, a standard. Okay, we're going we're gonna to set this. This is what I require of you, and I bet if you don't let it down, you think about it when you don't do it because I placed that in you, you know. There was a song years ago, way before Quick Time, uh, uh, by a group called Cameo called Word Up. And people used to use that phrase all the time, word up, word up, word up. And word up simply means, you you know, I agree. That's, that's, that's what's up. That that that's truth right there, and and all of that, and I think we need to get back to that word up 
uh, stage right there where you know, there's some standards set and some standards being followed. And unfortunately, uh, we're just letting anything get by now. I mean, you got the school system lowering the standard, but then protesting in Washington, D.C. to get a pay, a pay raise. A pay raise yeah. for what? You're already what? the 47th, 48th, 49th, or 50th, you know, in the country in education, and you saying because you your grades have incre- in, improved, you deserve a pay raise? Your grades didn't improve. Your standards were just lowered. Yeah. That's, all there, that's all there is to it, you know. And you literally, they had two days off, I think it was, out of school because they didn't have enough teachers to teach. They were in Washington, D.C. protesting. And, you know, eventually they didn't get all that they asked for, but I think they all got a small pay increase, you know. And, and I just, you know, you were talking about rewarding, um, I guess, an happiness. I don't know what, you know, giving them the sprinkles with the ice cream. You know, I believe everything ought to be, um, um, you know, uh, uh, result-driven, okay? You show me that your classroom is, you know, has improved. You show me that your kids mm-hmm. have done this. Now you get a pay raise. But we don't do that. The standards, are, are they're so low now. And quick, I promise you, man, because I deal with it on a weekly basis. I mean, the dating standards have, you know, lowered. Um, I mean, it, it does, you know, romance, you know. Um, you know, now I understand you got kids. I got kids, and I understand that you can't do like you used to be able to do, I guess. But just, you know, holding the door for your wife to get in the car. You know, that, that's that been, I don't know, that's, that's out the window now. Matter of fact, you don't even pick her up, meet me. I wish you would meet me. You listen, whatever joker going to pick up my girl, um, you know, my daughter for the first time, he's coming in the house. He's going to come yeah. in, he's going to sit down, and he's going to talk for a little bit. Oh, yes, he is, too. Not me, him, and her, just me and him. But she and I have already had a conversation. So we got we to gotta keep those standards about ourselves, man, and, and um, you know, because I think that's what God's going to hold us to. You know, that whole story about Adam and Eve, you know, partaking of the fruit and, you know, God mm-hmm. walking through the cool of the day. And he said, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, I'm I'm right here, but I hid myself. You know, Adam, why would you hide yourself? And he blamed it on the woman, but in essence what he was saying was, I lowered your standards. I lowered yeah. your standards. You told me not to eat that, but I lowered the standards and I did it anyway. So that's that's all. That's all. Man, listen, that's all sin is. Sin means I lowered my standard. I lowered the standard and I did what I wasn't supposed to do. Your standards were so high. He had them up there to where they were to protect you and be a blessing to you. And when we disregard them or go against them, we've lowered the standard. And that's what sin amounts to. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't profess to, to get it all right. But man, I'm, I'm striving. I'm doing my best, and I, I fail, unfortunately, a lot. But the standards are always there. They're always there. They're always there. Mm-hmm. So, um, got to keep those standards high, man. We got to get back, and got to get back to doing, doing whatever we say. Uh, the Bible says that we ought to be doers of the word. You ain't got to talk about it. You got to be about it. Be about it. Go out there and do it. Don't tell me you love me and you don't show me. 
you don't follow up, girl, I love you, and you don't give me a box of candy but once every 12 years? Come on now. Now you gotta got to come better than that now. Well, I come better that's than that. That's what you're saying. Like, your word is, that's your contract. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you say that you're a gentleman. I'm expecting to see you open the door. I'm expecting to see you. Yes. If you don't, you just really show me who you really are. So I tell people, you know, don't go off and tell me. Let, let me see. Because <laughs> the more you tell me, the more I'm going to hold to you. Hey, can I, can, I, can, I, um, can I have about a minute to scare somebody? Sure. I mean, you know, I'm, okay, good. Is Ray still on the line? Yeah, my twin here on there. Okay, you sure he's on here? I'm here. Okay. okay, well, let me scare him right quick. Listen, man, um, don't know you, um, haven't met you. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I went looking for you, actually, and uh, <laughs> went, went looking for you to see if I could find you. When I say that, I mean a, a photo of you. I thought maybe some old photos I had, you know, that you may have been a part of one of them or whatever, but nonetheless... Here's the thing. Don't let that scare you. I'm not. I'm not stalking you. I promise you that. But um, you know, man, over over the course of all these months, um, I've heard so many people give you countless compliments. You know, uh, I've joked with you about the relationship. You know, of you and your father. Um, I've listened to you talk about. You know, not just tonight, but other times, the things that your mom taught you. You had. And I'm certain it wasn't perfect because nothing is, but you had a quite an upbringing. And based off of what I hear you saying, um, you know, on these lines and things like that, when it comes to, um, you know, standards and morals and all of those things, I'm not going to tell you that I'm the world's worst. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that I should not uh, try to teach people regarding it. But, you know, to be honest with you, there's a business out there. When I say a business out there to where um, morals and standards and uh, things like that need to be taught, and brother, I don't know, you know, your whole social status. I don't know. I don't know anything, but I feel strongly in my heart and in my spirit that um, that's something that you could do without batting an eye, because all you got to do is just teach them what you've been taught. Because one thing I found out about um, being an example for people, the people that, um, you know, you're an example for is just a result of, um, you know, you had somebody that was a good example of you and you're just passing it on. So whatever you do for a living, I don't think you have to quit that at all. But I think, you know, that God's got something for you, man, outside of just um, your normal nine-to-five career. I believe it's beyond just volunteering at the church and mentoring whenever a mother, because I've heard you talk about, you know, taking a, a mother's kid and, and just loving on them, basically. But I think you could do that on a large scale. I really think that you can do You got the right spirit, man, the right attitude, and the right upbringing. And um, I want you to think about that, man, and pray about that thing, man, and, and see if um, – there's not a door, or an opportunity there, because um, there's something about you, brother. I don't know what it is. I, you walked in this room, I wouldn't know you, but I'm telling you, there's something about you that you, you have. There's something that you have to offer, 
And I'm not saying that the rest of us don't, but, uh, you know, there's just something there. I know that there's something there. So I'm just going to ask you to pray about it and um, see what the Lord has to say because uh, Quick's found his purpose in life, and he's fulfilling it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Miss Quick is, wow, tearing up the woman world. I mean, everything from real estate to raising kids to, uh, you know, being a wife to uh, she's just doing a doggone thing, and that's awesome. But brother, there's there's something about you when you speak. You speak with experience, certainty, clarity, um, and concern, and that's rare. And I just believe that. Um, I don't know if you could do something online. I'm I'm the wrong person to ask, but I'm telling you, I would trust. Um, my kids to you to say, listen, let this brother teach you some standards. I know it's my role, but there's a lot of kids out there that don't have a father, a lot of kids out there that don't have a a male, and you can fulfill all of that with ease, man. So why don't you think about it, man, pray about it and, you know, all that good stuff And uh, because there's something there. I know there's something there. I'm finished quick. I just want to drop that. Well, you don't you don't even know the half, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let my twin go ahead and talk to you. <laughs> no, nah, I really don't know. I've been trying to sneak up on him, but I I don't know. I definitely appreciate it. I do, I do, and I definitely will be praying and seeking God. But I do appreciate the uh, appreciate what you told me. I definitely take it and receive it. All right, <laughs> all right. That's that's good enough for me, man. That's all I. Some plant, some water, but God increases in His hand, so I'm I'm good with that. But uh, something about you, brother. There's something about you. So um, I'm gonna keep my ear to the ground because I know something's there. Well, all I'm gonna say is, you go ahead and keep it there, that brother. He's uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna let you down. Um, more importantly, because of his commitment to God. <laughs> and and the oh, funny that, that that I'm saying that, but uh, he can tell you he can tell you himself. Um, his his actions and his words match. So yeah, I think it says something about you know about the praises. Shouldn't you shouldn't praise yourself something like that? I mean you know what the words say, but uh, right. Right, and whatever he he do, I'm a, you know I'm a, I'm gonna support my twins. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? I agree, but you know, with everything everybody's saying, of course, is a good topic, and glad we had the opportunity to discuss it. Um, Ray, for what is worth. You know, take take Pastor's word because it ain't been too many times he's been wrong. You know, that's that's from personal experience. So just had to throw that in there. But I'm everything's good, husband. Well, Twain, you got anything you want to say? I'm good. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you, Miss Quick. I definitely will do. Definitely take his word to heart. And I enjoyed the conversation tonight. Well, you know, 
if everybody hearts and mind clear, you know it's time to go to work. You know how how we do. So we'll start with the misses. Miss Quick, your heart mind clear? It is. Twin, I love you. Your heart mind clear? Heart and mind clear. Love you too, twin. Pastor, my brother, you know, you always do it to us. You always bring that bring it home for us. So your heart and mind clear, you go ahead and do what you do. My heart and mind is clear. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's let's um, close it out and go to work, man. Lord, thank you so much for um, this dialogue tonight. Thank you so much, God, for um, just all the input, all the just just everything, God, the laughter and in some of our cases, just you know, tears even. Thank you so much, God, because I thank God that there's still people out here that are willing to maintain the standard. Uh, while it hurts that the standard has been lowered, that's not the end of the story. A lot of, I know that before it's all said and done, God, that um, the victory is going to belong to us. There are people out there um, with like minds that says, no, no, no. We're going to stop complaining about what they're doing with their standard, and we're just going to uh, continue to uh, maintain ours. And I know that things are going to get better. Lord, thank you for um, all the openness and all the honesty that was on the line tonight. And I thank you, God, for whether you want to call it revelation or prophecy or whatever, I'll just call it truth. Um, God, I, I don't mean to try and put pressure on him. I don't mean to try and take responsibility off for of any of us. But the truth is just the truth, God, and it's uh, something you anointed all of us to do. And, God, you placed your hand on this man for your own reasoning. I don't know all the story, but I do know you. And I pray, God, that you will speak clearly to him. I pray, God, that you will give him visions. I pray, God, that you will open a door that needs to be opened. And I pray that he won't be afraid to go through it. I also pray, God, that all of us, God, can uh, can keep this dialogue going, that we can hold people accountable that are in our own circles, our family, our children, our coworkers even, you know, we're not going to take shortcuts. Help us to go out tomorrow and be the example you've ordained for us to be. Thank you so much, God. If we say it, help us to do it. If we commit to it, help us to see it through. If we put our hands on it, help us not to let go until it's completely done. Lord, you said about yourself, you said, he that began a good work will see it to completion. So, Lord, thank you so much. Now, God, we're getting off this line. But keep your hand on this ministry, God, because that's truly what it is. We love you, Lord, and we honor you. We praise you, and we do thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for um, listening. I give you thanks to God, and I thank my family for, for their input. Thank you for the laughter. Uh, but this will conclude tonight's episode of the Streets for the Pulpit. Let your actions and your word match up because that's what God will have you do. So, without further ado, let's get the word. Peace. Until next Tuesday, love God, love yourself, and live up to your word. Peace.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 